Before we begin, I want to let our listeners know that this episode will discuss themes of PTSD and suicide. If you or someone you know is experiencing suicidal thoughts or a crisis, please reach out immediately to the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline by dialing 988 on your phone or text HOME, H-O-M-E, to the Crisis Text Line at 741-741. These services are free and confidential. Now, on to our episode. Welcome to Enterprising, a podcast from Enterprise Bank and Trust that's empowering business leaders, one conversation at a time. We'll hear from different business leaders about how they've found success in cultivating their professional networks and keeping them healthy and strong. I'm your host, Alana Mueller, an entrepreneurial executive leader whose primary focus is to connect, inspire, and empower community. We at Enterprise Bank and Trust thank you for tuning in to another episode. Hello, welcome back to Enterprising Podcast. Today I have Matthew Wilson. Matt founded Wilson Manufacturing with his father, John, in 1979 when they began making punching equipment in the family garage. Over the past 40 years, Matt has grown Wilson Manufacturing to a multi-million dollar family business for which he serves as CEO. He's also president of the not-for-profit organization LifeWaters, which provides adaptive scuba diving training and camaraderie by bringing adventure and healing to veterans, first responders, and civilians with disabilities. Matt, welcome to Enterprising Podcast. Hi, how are you today? Doing great. I'm so happy to have you on the program. To get us started, tell our listeners a bit more about Wilson Manufacturing, what the original vision was for the company, and what you and your father were thinking when you started tinkering around in your family garage all those years ago. When my father and I were working together, we had both been uh, machinists. And when I was in school and when he grew up and uh, when I came home from the Marines, we started doing some machining together in the garage and we got the opportunity to uh, build some machinery for uh, one of uh, my dad's old customers. And it just kind of grew from there. And it was machines that punched your holes for your computer pin feed material for all the printers, which back then all the printers, that's all they they ran on. And we started getting enough work that we decided we'd incorporate a business and it just took off from there. My dad stayed with me about uh, eight or nine years. And then uh, he decided he didn't want to work anymore. So he got out. And uh, I grew it from there. And as time went, my children got old enough that they, uh, I sent them off to college so that they could be smarter than I was. And, uh, <laughs> and it, it worked. They uh, have been working with me uh, since they got out of college. They both got their master's in business. They've brought a tremendous amount to the table. They've been growing it. And about three, two and a half years ago, I told them that I'm looking to retire. You know, by the time it's my time to get out, I'll be 65 and I've had uh, 44 and a half years in. My son and daughter together own 40% of the company and we'll be taking over more of it, but they're running it more than, than I am now. So it's it's been tremendous. And it was always my dream that my my family would come in and take over the business and that we would continue to grow. I love that. And, and you know, isn't it all of our dream that our, our kids are, are smarter and better off than we are? So I, I think that's that's fabulous. So fabulous. 
I was sort of pouring through your website and I noticed that one of the company's core tenants is this concept called envisionuity. I, I want to know what is envisionuity and, and how can others incorporate envisionuity into their companies and, and into their own daily lives? What our goal with that is, is that we're an independent company. We're one of the only privately owned die makers left in the world. And part of the reason our growth and our, our steadiness has been is that we've let our employees have that vision and be able to uh, have a say in how to do things. And we have a, a, a motto here that, you know, you don't tell your customers when they ask, well, can you do this? It's yes, we can do this. We do business with companies like 3M. And when they call you, they want to know, yes, it can be done. And when can it be done? And then the last question is how much? So we had to retrain all of our people that change their vision on how things get done and how to grow it and to think out of the box. And uh, yes, it can be done. How do we get there? And it has made uh, an incredible difference in our business and the growth in it. It's a much more positive attitude around here with everybody having the freedom to, to think out of the box like that and bring it to the table and know they were part of engineering, designing and growing something that has never been built before. We specialize in a lot of the work that all our competitors don't want. That's how we grew the company is we took on jobs that uh, either said couldn't be done or no one wanted to do. We felt that when we do that, that it would create loyalty to the customers that we're dealing with. We're not just here trying to get your business to run your everyday work. We want the nastiest work you got. We want you to know that we are a dependable company and that we're there. And when you have a problem or you need help landing a job that ha you haven't done, we're here to, to think out of the box and get that done for you. You're talking about becoming a trusted partner, that it's, you're, it's this is not a, a vendor-vendee transactional relationship. Of course, there's a transaction that takes place, but you're really talking about being a, a, a trusted long-term partner. And and you know, shouldn't every company seek to be that? And yet that is really not the going approach, is it? It isn't. And when you learn to take that approach on, it changes everyone's attitude. One of the big things that happens is that your response when something goes wrong. When a customer tells you that his current supplier never has, has a problem, he's lying right there. And you already yeah. know it. You know, I don't care who you are. When you're a manufacturer and you do stuff, it's not if it happens, it's when it happens. It's going to happen. You, you have too many human errors in there and things happen. It's how you train your people to uh, respond to it. Most customers, you know, when they call, they're upset, you know, and, and, and we're the same way when something goes wrong. And, and we've gotten everybody to understand that it's when you respond, it's okay, let's get past the money. It's not about the money. It's about what is it going to take to get you up and running? Do we need to make a new tool? Do we need to repair the tool? Was there communication error between us? It doesn't really make a difference. Get it done, get it fixed, and get it up and running. And yeah. as soon as they're up and running, they're a lot happier. Love they're that. capable of producing. And then it's now they're not under the pressure and they're not so upset. And then we can talk about how to sort out the money. And the long haul, they'll be your customer. You know, so you know one way or the other, the long-term business will pay you back. Yeah, absolutely. Matt, I know that you're a Marine. You mentioned that earlier. So, so first, thank you so much for your service. Uh, and, and I, it's my under, understanding once a Marine, always a Marine. So I appreciate yeah. that very much. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I also know that, that to that end, that Wilson Manufacturing helped to put Black Hawk helicopters in the air. I find that fascinating. And what I'd like to know is 
what what role did were you able to create and, and or what relationships were you able to create in and with the military and and how have those relationships helped to shape the way that you do business when it came to making parts for the military we made parts for the rotor systems refueling systems a lot of different parts for them over time and it taught us a lot a lot of procedures a lot of disciplines in that uh, one of the things when i was in the marines that it's all about discipline and they teach you how to think differently than most people and your drive. And uh, again, we get back to the words like, I can't, <laughs> for my poor children, have learned that can never come out of your mouth. I can't is not an acceptable solution. You know, it's, uh, we have a challenge. How are we going to get over this? You know, we're, we'll get there. And when we started doing all the work for the military and that, we ran into some of those challenges and they were difficult. And uh, as time went, we, we, you know, we learned to adapt and grow from it and uh, and apply that experience every time we did another job. It helped us to be one of the uh, uh, top producers of our products and everything. So. Amazing. Amazing. Well, and, and <laughs> you, you say your poor children, I mean, you're not allowed to say I can't. And so, but I, I but doesn't that, what, what I think it, it does for all of us is if I can't is not an option, then it's how can we can, can be an option. And, and I, what it does, is it, it allows people to think critically and, and analytically and, and come up with something that might work. So I think that's fabulous. Thank you. It's been really good because they don't start it out with a negative. When they know they can't, they can't say I can't or something down that line that basically says that, you know, I gave up already. You know, they have to start out with a positive. You know, it's like, okay, I know this and I know this is what we can do and this is what we've done in the past. So how do we get from there? And it's a constant move forward. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. I, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about another important organization in your life. It's the not-for-profit Life Waters, which you helped to co-found. It's my understanding that Life Waters' mission is to provide adaptive scuba diving training and camaraderie by bringing adventure and healing to veterans, first responders, and civilians with disabilities. First of all, thank you for this important work that you do. I, I just think it's remarkable. Secondly, I want to talk about your relationship with your co-founder, Charlie Wright. Who is he and, and why did the two of you decide to create Life Waters? Charlie Wright is a dear friend. He's got the biggest heart you'll ever meet. And when it comes to our veterans, I've never seen anybody more dedicated and caring for our, our veterans that have been injured than Charlie. And everyone that meets him just loves him. I met Charlie. I'm a Rotarian and have been for 30 years and we do a uh, charity golf tournament every year and one of the guys is a veteran that comes that plays golf in a wheelchair and it really fascinated me how does this guy play golf in a wheelchair and what made it worse is he was better than me so that really made <laughs> that made it really I'm like okay guys in a chair and, and he's he's killing me but we got to talking and talking about all the scuba diving and that and he told me about this guy at the va that uh works in the spinal cord unit and that he's a diver and that. So he got us together. Charlie and I hit it off right away. It's like we just, everything we had in common. And so Charlie, we were talking about what I do and what the business and that and building it. And he came to me and he said that uh, he had developed a therapy a number of years ago that working with the spinal cord injuries and that through the therapy and getting them in the water and uh, all the things that he does that, uh, it helps them to become pain-free for days. 
what most people don't realize is that when they're uh, uh, quadriplegics, paraplegics, amputees, PTSD, traumatic brain injury, they take a lot of pain meds. And some of them, they have real pains, and some of them, they'll tell you they're phantom pains, but their body tells them they're there. And when you load yourself up with all those meds, that's really hard on your body, and it just it's just really hard on you, period. So I told him, I said that I would love to start a non-for-profit and that uh, we build it. He would do the training, I'd do the business side, and then I'd help him with the diving and everything. He was so excited, and uh, so my wife and I got together and financed everything, and uh, we set it up and did all the organization of the business and worked Charlie to death training for about <laughs> two, three years because it was a matter of getting everybody on board to believe in what we were doing. It didn't take long before we started training a number of veterans that they got on social media. They talked about how incredible they felt when they went diving for a week with us and the training in the pool and especially the PTSD that when they get in the pools and they get in the bottom and they get down there and it's peace and quiet, they can just go to their happy place. And that's what they refer to it as. And the problem is, is that they're down there. And when you're in shallow water like that, that tank lasts forever. So we have to get the hook and drag them out of the water so they'll come up before they drown. <laughs> uh, they're all, they look like prunes when they come out. So That's uh, too funny. What's your estimate on the number of people that you've, that you've engaged with through Life Waters? Oh, like I said, the first two or three years were a little tough. And then, uh, and we started here and we had a, uh, a dive shop out of uh, Phoenix jump in with us. They were helping us. And then uh, we hooked up with a lady, Joe Campbell out of Denver and she was very uh, knowledgeable in that part of the uh, diving industry. So she jumped in with us and it started training and it helped expand. I think after the first five years, we had probably at that point trained over 400 people. Amazing. Believe me, poor Charlie. I think it took about 10 years off his life just wearing him down because it's, it's a lot of hours. One of the things that most people don't realize with Life Waters is that none of us get paid. When we started it, we had a mission that we knew one day it would grow to enough. We're going to end up having to hire somebody. But as long as we can continue to do it the way we're doing it, no one gets paid. Ninety-eight and a half cents every dollar that gets donated goes right back into this program for our veterans and our injured first responders. We stuck to our word and we've actually had a grant that was denied because they didn't believe that we could actually create numbers like that. So we have it audited every year, the books. So if anybody ever has a question or a doubt of what's going on, it's, you know, they're free to have access at it. We had them turn uh, the auditors, turn it over to them and they were totally stunned. And we've gotten a number of grants from them since. That's awesome. Congratulations. Really remarkable work. You know, so I, I can hear just your passion and enthusiasm for Life Waters. I know the the relationship that you and Charlie have. I know that you've uh, had a meaningful impact on on so many lives. Who, who's somebody who's had a meaningful impact on your life? Somebody who has helped your career and or your personal journey? In the 44 years I've been in business, I've met an awful lot of people. Um, you know, I know my dad did and my wife, but, you know, Life Waters... When it came about, it probably came about at a, a really good time because I've been working and you kind of get lost. You know, everything becomes the same. And I love what I do and, you know, love working with my family. But, you know, you want to see something, you know, that it's time to give back. 
So it, it really became an opportunity for me whenever uh, it came around with Charlie that I did a tour in the Marines. I walked away without an issue. Loved it. Best thing I ever did in my life. Disciplined me. Got got my life squared away. It really, I think, brought a lot, a lot to my life and filled the void that was there. And it's the friendships that I think uh, I've made through my life waters time that have changed my life the most in the last 10 years. There's one individual, Jeffrey Combs, a Marine, did multiple tours, saw a lot of action, came home. Jeffrey uh, was home a couple weeks after being all over the Middle East fighting, was on his motorcycle, got hit by a truck, 25 years old, and broke him in two, paralyzed him. Just an incredible individual. He came to St. Louis. Charlie got him as a patient and worked with him, worked with him, kept trying to get him in the water and diving with us and explaining to him, you know, what it could bring to the table. And Jeffrey kept fighting him on it and fighting him on it. And then Jeffrey became reclusive, moved into his mom's basement. And um, you could see all the signs. We've seen it with the PTSD when they're going down the rabbit hole and you know what's going to uh, come next. So as time went on, what we didn't know from Jeffrey is is all the different things that were, were falling apart for him in his life. So, but at this time, uh, Jeffrey came to the VA for his uh, doctor's appointments and there were, they were, the doctors got tied up and had to cancel, but his mom had dropped him off and he uh, couldn't see any of the doctors. So he wandered around, he went down to the pool and Charlie was in there with everybody. Charlie kept trying to tell him, come in, come in. And Jeffrey wanted to argue and, you know, Charlie is six foot two or three, 300 plus pounds. He's a big man. He finally had had it with Jeffrey and he got him by the shirt and yanked him out of the chair. And in the pool, they went clothes off, oh phone, gosh. you name it. Everything happened. He strapped the gear on him. He got him in. He took him down. Um, after an hour and a half, you know, he's in his street clothes, <laughs> everything. Jeffrey came up and said, I can't believe I've waited this long and I haven't done this. And it changed his life right there on the spot. So fast forward probably six months, we were in an event. They'd asked us to bring one of our representatives from LifeWater. So Jeffrey came with us and Jeffrey got up there and spoke and he told the whole story of everything of what I just told you. But what Charlie and I didn't know that he dropped on the whole crowd at the next minute was that Jeffrey had made up his mind to take his life. He couldn't live anymore. That Thursday that Charlie took him in the water was two days before he had made up his mind on Saturday, he was going to end it. He just didn't know how to do it without putting his parents through any more pain that they've already been. The time he ended up in that pool with Charlie changed everything. So he started to rebound. He started getting his life moving forward. He got involved with some different businesses. And then he now owns a shirt company making shirts. He runs the machines. He does it all. It's growing. He is thriving in an incredible relationship with a very wonderful, nice young lady. I've watched what's happened. There's been a lot of people touch my life through this thing, through all my business over the years and that. But um, Jeffrey has a special place in my heart because I watched him and I know, as I tell people, our goal was to help people. And if you save one person, we've, we've met our, our, our mission. But there's, there's been others like Jeffrey, but Jeffrey was as close to my heart as can get. So That's an incredible story. And I mean, 
I, I, I'm trying to gather myself just thinking about what you just shared. That's, uh, it, it's remarkable. That, that's a, a beautiful story. And it's hard to talk about because I get emotional about it. Yeah, I understood. <laughs> I understand why. I understand why. What, a, what an amazing affirmation of how critical and important the work that you're doing is. So, so thank you for that. That's great. Matt, you, you talked a little bit earlier about your interest in, in getting ready to retire and, and passing the reins of Wilson Manufacturing onto your children, Christopher and Michelle. And clearly they are not just currently involved in the business, but it seems that they've always been involved in the business, whether it was coming to work with you or, or actually taking positions, right? I'm imagining two little kids sitting on the shop floor watching what's going on. You are correct. I mean, they were <laughs> when they were little that their nights when they weren't in school were spent at work. And because my wife is involved in the business too. And so, you know, most kids grew up playing out in the backyard. Mine grew up playing up in the sh- out in the shop and running around the that office. <laughs> and what's funny is a, a number of my employees have been with me well over 30 years and um, they watched them grow up and they talk about, they said, well, I, we always joked about, well, one day they may be our boss. And then <laughs> And here we are. (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) Well, so so aside from the ins and outs of the actual business itself, I mean, I get that. And, and, and I know, I understand that they need to understand the, what the, the business of the business, but, but outside of those kinds of things, what, what are some of the key lessons that you're working to impart to your children before they, they actually take over the company? Some of the things I've tried to teach them is first, Money only comes before work in the dictionary. The sooner you learn that, the easier your life will be. Uh, (laughs) You know, every job is your job. You set the pace, you set the example. Everybody's watching you and others can make mistakes, but your one mistake is magnified 40 times. You think you just ran over somebody's dog or something, you know, it's, you know, because you are who you are and they expect you to be flawless. So think before you do something and get it done, you know, and when you do commit, And um, when there's a mistake, own it and teach others the same thing, but also understand that they're going to people make mistakes. So, you know, try and teach them how to overcome that. Don't grind them down, you know, for you did this, you did that. Uh, There's a reason it happened. Find out why, because once you find out why you can fix it so it doesn't happen twice. Love that. I love that. Those are great. Those are great. And I, and I bet they are already well positioned to do all these things. So I, I think that's fabulous. I think it's fabulous. Matt, I, I I love to finish my interviews with one one question that I ask everybody who who joins me on Enterprising Podcast. If if you could meet and grab a cup of coffee with anybody, living, not living, fictional, non-fictional, who who would it be and why? Oh, I, I can tell you because I talk about this all the time. I would love to sit down and meet Elon Musk. Oh, okay. You know, he kind of beats to a different drummer. It's funny because during one of the uh, uh, college kids coming through learning engineering as a uh, summer intern, I spent a lot of time teaching him. And one of the things I taught him was that you can go to work anywhere as you uh, go there. You know, anybody can spend money and come up with ideas and all that. I said, but the one thing you do to build a company. And I said, when you start with a smaller company and even larger companies is that you go in, you look at their process, you learn their process. I made him go out, run all the machines and everything. And then I said, okay, design this part. So he did it. And then he came back and said, how are you going to make this part? He's like, Oh, no, no. I said, well, so I got to spend 10 million in order to make this part. And I go, 
you need to look at that at what you've got, figure out how to make it with what you got, then grow it from there. And then once you make money, then go buy machinery and then be more efficient. But right now you, you got to do it because you're you're on a shoestring. So he went and he interviewed with Anheuser-Busch in Florida and he got the job and he called me and he goes, they asked me what makes me different. And I told them exactly what you taught me and I got the job. Well, then Tesla ran across him and wanted to get him. And now he's out there running their battery plant and he meets with Elon Musk every day. So he, he let me know that, you know, I'm good friends with his dad. They let me know that uh, he meets with him and just all the interesting conversations and how driven the man is. And it's always impressed me how he manages his time. And he's always four or five steps ahead of everybody. You know, with it, while they think they figured him out, he's so far ahead and, and he thinks out of the box. And to me, you know, I love that. Most people can't handle that because it, it, it leaves them wondering what's going on all the time. And me, I love that because to me, it's, you know, we're growing every day. We're, we're changing. You have to join this young man one day at work and he can say that it's take your mentor to work day and he can bring you along as his mentor and you can you can have that sit down. <laughs> if he does, I, I'd love it, you know. <laughs> I love it. When you're training, you're training these young people, you know, you're trying to, you know, mold them and, and give them a good direction to make it in life. Just never thought about how far he would go like that. But he did, you know, and I'm proud of him. I think it's great. He's got a great job and a great business. I'm just really proud that the young man stepped up and, and he followed it and he did it. So. Awesome story. I love it. Well, Matthew Wilson of Wilson Manufacturing and Life Waters, thank you so much for being on Enterprising Podcast. Where can our listeners go to learn more about you and your amazing work? You can go to Wilson uh, Manufacturing, look it up. We're on YouTube and we're on all over the internet, wilsonmfg.com. And Life Waters is one word and it's lifewaters.org. Either one of them will uh, lead you to me. And if anybody has a, a veteran that needs something, please let us know. We're tied into a lot of different groups that, that support a lot of different stuff with the veterans. That's one of the things we're trying to do is, is grow it and, and create one big connection for everybody. I love that. Matthew Wilson, thank you so much for being on Enterprising Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Enterprising. Be sure to visit our website, enterprisebank.com slash podcast to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. If you found value in today's program, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or telling a friend about us. Enterprising, powering business leaders, one conversation at a time. The views expressed by enterprising presenters or guests are those of the presenter or guest and not necessarily of Enterprise Bank and Trust or its affiliates. All content of this podcast and any related materials are for informational purposes only. Enterprise Bank and Trust does not make any warranty, express or implied, including warranties of merchantability and fitness for a particular purpose, and specifically disclaims any legal liability or responsibility for the accuracy, completeness, or usefulness of any information presented. Enterprise Bank and Trust is not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this podcast. All statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.